Yeah, we're living in interpretation. We're not really sensing, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Every time seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touch occurs, there's the sense that it's you that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and that's a story. That's an interpretation. So, what recovery does, and there was a great master, Ramana Maharshi said, and he said, you know, all spiritual practice isn't, isn't to produce a realization, it's to sort of question the ignorance, you know, to weaken the ignorance that's occurring, that's causing us not to recognize our nature as spirit, or at least an aspect of what's going on here as spirit. So the recovery program diminishes a mental state so that, if you want to give that term, a spiritual state gets more obvious. To who? To us. Yeah. And we start relying, by, by realizing what we've been relying on has failed, it tends to move us to another uh, modality or another uh, navigation system. And now we've been following that navigation system and our life has gotten easier or lighter. It doesn't mean things are going your way. It's just whatever way they're going, you can travel lighter over them. Yeah? So a lot of times people want to look into the, the situation that they're in and maybe they're going to try to figure out what's going on so that it gets better. But really the result is that you accept it just as it is. Yeah, that's the real relief, is that you're able to accept things as they seem to be. Only because, deeply, is because they're not. Because how could you accept this place if it was real? It's intolerant, it's intolerable. Literally, not getting what you want, not able to express or receive love, not able to keep the body healthy, especially on those important dates when you really want to feel good. You know, not, not, you know, a cold comes over you and it becomes the dominant experience of your week or two weeks. Uh, we're basically seemingly very powerless and we wish it wasn't that way. Yeah. So, it's not about, uh, to me, it's, it's, it gets so simple in a way. If you see what you're not, you'll find out what you are. If you see what you're not, you'll find out what you are. So there was a great master, Dojin, from Japan, a Zen master, that said, it goes on more longer than I'm going to state, but the beginning of the statement was, to study Buddhism is to study the self. <clears throat> and the feeling of self is that feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, the body. Yeah? So to study the self is to forget the self. Yeah? So if you study the self... What happens? You'll see that it's not you, and then what happens when you see something's not you and not about you? You'll lose interest in it, or you'll forget it. Yeah? Just like if I'm keen on meeting a woman who's in the, room next, in, in the room next door, and I've given her a lot of meaning, like she's going to be my, my, the, the mother of my kids. I haven't even said hello to her yet, but my head is already setting up how great it's going to be, like how the, and there'll be never a divorce in the uh, horizon. It'll just be marriage you know, every day, just lovely uni, uni, unity and wedness and all like this. So I'm very keen on 
fighting out what she thinks of me, yeah? So I can have my, you know, bed hedge so I won't get rejected. So way after I'll run into her at the coffee, oh, hey, hon, hey, would you like to go out with me? You know, because I feel like she's going to say yes because I heard that she likes me. So I'm keen on listening to the other room while I'm supposed to be invited, engaged here. And I can say to myself, this is stupid. I should just be doing what I'm doing and bringing all the New Age philosophy. You know, I'm, I'm just going to really be in this moment and forget about what's going on there. But see how it has it worked for you. It really doesn't. It's like herding cats. They're not really following your directions. So then suddenly I, I hear us starting to speak and I'm really keen, you know, and I'm listening and someone in this, this room says, Paul, you're not really paying attention here. And they throw a book on the table that says, how to lose interest in a conversation in another room. And I page through it. I believe it, but I still, this is more important than anything that seems to be happening here. Her, what's, she's more important, you know. Just used anything. She, it, drugs, whatever. It's more important. <laughs> Suddenly she says to some to her friend, Hey, I really like that guy Matt, and my name is Paul. What happens? Do I have to try to pull my attention out of that room? It just evacuates that room because it's not about me. That's exactly what it's like. When you see that you're not what you're taking yourself to be, what's reinforcing or facilitating you taking yourself to be that weakens because you lose interest in it. How do you know you're losing interest in it? Well, a thought is seen as a thought, not my thought. Feelings are seen as feelings, not my feelings. Yeah? Actions are seen as actions, not my actions. Yeah? So the my is the, is the bridge where all our interest and attention is given over to us, a process of the body-brain, thinking, feeling, acting, and is given a huge meaning that they're my actions, my feelings, and my thoughts. And they're totally different. A thought is totally different in and of itself than when it's preceded by my. It is totally... The weight is so unbelievably different. Yeah? Like someone just talked to me about this the other day. Stuff's going on, coming on, just like it's inviting you to get into some story, yes? You're just there, and the thoughts come around, and they go, hey, you know, that guy's fucking with you at work or something, or, you know, this, you know, that was a snide remark that person said to me eight years ago, you know, I should have said something to her that night or whatever. And it, all this stuff's going on, and then you buy into it, Yes? And now, that thought seems to have the ability to drive you crazy. Yes, doesn't it? Now, the same thought is presented the next day, but this day, you're what they would call you're in fit spiritual condition. You don't buy the thought. It's the exact same thought that you bought yesterday. You don't buy it. Now it doesn't seem to have any power of you. Where does the power come from? The thought or from the one who buys into it? Find out. See. Same thought, I'm not in good shape Monday. Same thought comes, oh, that person's out to fuck you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, sure. Let me get, let me into, let me send him a fucking message, whatever, whatever it may be. The same invitation, 
Comes the next day, I'm in pretty good shape. I just watch it sail away. It's fine. And then something else that my attention is now addressing. Yeah? Maybe the joy of being present. Who knows? <laughs> Peace of mind, serenity. Who knows where your attention will go? But you didn't get on that, that little ship, that little uh, train. Yeah? And so, but it had nothing to do with the train. The train wasn't the enticement. It's you. And it's always going to be you. You are the biggest thing in any event you're in. You are the most influential thing in any event you're in. Like in physics, they made a simple axiom they discovered. The biggest influence of any experiment is the observer of it. The biggest incident in any incident in life is the one who's in it, seemingly. Yes? We, we give meaning to things, and the meaning we've given things to things is that they can give us a meaning. But we gave it to them. Yeah? It's a projection, not a perception. There's projection of meaning, then you perceive as that's the meaning. That's where the meaning's coming from. Where, how are you going to get relief when you have it asked backwards? How are you going to get free when you've got to ask them to change? Or the bureaucracy to change? Or this to change? Where basically your freedom is dependent on other things and other variables. And I'm just going to pray that they'll give me a break. But in a sense, you're not, you're giving it all the meaning it has. You're not aware of it. This is what the apparatus does. And there, are, there have been people in the past that were aware of it, and they put it in a damn book that said, hey, listen, you, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. What? Oh, yeah. It's not perception, it's projection. What? Yeah. It's projection, then the apparatus perceives it as if it's real and solid. So the dreaming, the dreaming mind, the only reality there is, the big M mind, in being identified as a thing, it's lending reality to other things. You'll make a woman or a guy your higher power, as if they're your savior. That's a meaning you've given them. You two women, they could be, they could be identical twins that you went out with. One, you were casual with, and then she leaves you. Not a big deal. The other one, exactly the same, in a way, was the one to you. When she leaves you, you're totally devastated. It's the same event that happened. A woman left you. Yeah? But they have totally two different meanings, don't they? Where did they come from? Where did the meaning come from? From the two women? Or from the one person who was engaged with both women? Voila! Put, find the horse before the cart. And then you'll realize you're up the ass of self, and, if, and then that's why you need a divine proctologist. You need fucking something to pull your head out of your ass. Unfortunately, the habit is, based on ignorance, you're ignoring something, your head will be going up the ass again. So either you better marry a divine proctologist or go to fucking proctology school because you're going to have to get your ass out of your head quite a lot. 
But if you see what's going, if you see what's going on, if someone can present it to you and it hits you a little bit, you won't be, you'll be seeing what you used to be looking from. Yeah. You'll be seeing what you used to be looking from. The, the camera, which unbelievable, when we're identified as this, that camera's aperture has gotten so contracted that we're looking from a self-centered point of view. We see everything as how it pertains to us as a body. That's an incredibly small aperture. They call it tunnel vision or self-centeredness or whatever. There you go. The same thing, if you see that or you start entertaining you or not that, what happens? The aperture opens up. You don't get a new camera. The aperture just opens up. Now your seeing gets a little more developed where you're present and you're not, you, there's, no, there's no like concentration. It's like a relaxed awareness. Yeah. That can only be brought about by realizing what you are is always available at all times, right where you are. So there's no rushing to get there. All the rushing is, a, is, a, is an assumption that you can leave it, basically. So in the mental state, and I tell you, if you weren't in an abusive situation when you were a kid, there was times when you were a kid that you would be totally playing because your head hadn't developed the idea it could be somewhere else yet. It was only until it's... Uh, the, the anxiety only started when the mental state developed. That's when the true anxiety started to occur. Now, some insane assumptions became the norm. I can be in something I can't... I, I, can't, I can get into something that I can't get out of, which is the moment, you know. So people are trying to get in. I want to be in the moment. Fuck it, you can't be out of the moment. If you had that realization, you wouldn't be trying so hard to get in the moment, and you'd be experiencing being in the moment. <laughs> it's totally ass backwards. And then this boogeyman of self, as if it's a real thing, we're trying to get out of, but you could never possibly be in it. What you are is not of a thing. It's moving through what we call a thing, but it is not a thing. Yeah. The mental state arises and claims you are, and through identification with that claiming, we live as, as if we're a body and a body alone. To such an absurd point that we've objectified and conceptualized spirituality as something I can have an experience of. I, I had an experience of being spiritual today. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Every one of your experiences is spiritual because you are the spirit. And who says, oh, I feel really spiritual today? Who's bringing that news forth? Your mental state. The spirit's not saying a damn thing. It's complete in and of itself. It doesn't have to advertise one bit. Yeah? It's what's not so has to work really, really hard to appear to be so. I mean, it's yeoman's work all fucking day. Yapping upon yapping. Oh, I'm gonna, all right. First there's the yapping, and then there's yapping about the yapping. And then you find a person, a psychiatrist, to start dissecting the yapping about the yapping about the yapping. 
As if there's going to be, as if self-knowledge is going to avail you nothing or something. When in fact, like recovery says, self-knowledge avails you nothing. It doesn't say knowledge avails you nothing. Knowledge of self is incredibly valuable, but knowledge claimed by self doesn't have any value. Not the value you think. It's not going to lead you to be happy, joyous, and free, because it's not about happy and joyous and free as a self. It's happy and joyous and free from a self. <laughs> you know, when, there's, when that selfing, has, you've lost interest in it. That's where the joy arises. Not in self, or by self, or for self, but from self. <laughs> and once you see the correction, and it reverberates, it just all you need is one moment to see the principle, then it expands, and it's applicable in every moment. Because every moment is the one moment. Any now, every, any there that you're hoping to get to, when you get there, it's a now, isn't it? It's a here. All the there's I'm, I'm working on using this here to get there, when I arrive at that mythical there, it's a here. It can never not be. It's defined by what is. And you and not, you can huff and puff and make it seem like it's not. It's It's so... It is so. You're going to terminate maybe in 70 years, 80 years, and 90 years. All your huffing and puffing hasn't blown fucking anything down. If you didn't take your cues from your thought system, you would take your cues from another modality. And that modality has no self in it, and it fucking works. It will lead you to recognize what's really valuable and give up the false values of yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. Without any thought or effort on your part, you'll be changed as if you're laying on an operating table. Something will just work on you and work on you and work on you. And if you don't play doctor, yeah, and if you don't get up, you're gonna you'll be quite happy by the results. You'll travel lighter. And once you start traveling lighter, you realize that's all you ever, ever wanted was the ability to feel okay in your own skin and in circumstances. All these things of enlightenment. And if you felt satisfaction, you probably have no drive to what this mythical thing called enlightenment. The satisfaction would be more than enough. Not a satisfaction that leads to a lack and then drives another desire to get more satisfaction. Not that kind of satisfaction. Like in recovery, they say, you'll know a new freedom and a new happiness. Not the old ideas of freedom and happiness. Oh, riding my motorbike, you know what I mean, and smoking a fucking cigarette. I'm free. No one tells me what to do. You know what I mean? That's, that's not freedom. Fucking, you know, the re do you ever see the movie The Matrix, the three, the three Matrix movies? Do you see that? No, no. Well, there's this one for the ones who have the third movie. They got bad. The first one was pretty good. Second, third was really bad. I mean, seriously. It was really funny. They always end up just blowing things up, you know? They lose the whatever. So, Neo, the one, 
the savior, the chosen one. And I mean, if you're going to look like a savior, he had a good outfit with a long leather jacket, the nice slick hair, the black sunglasses. And, and so he's sort of thinking, everyone's been telling him he's the one. And so he's thinking, I would imagine he's the one. And suddenly something happens. He sees out of the mainframe, you know, the programming, the computer appears and he calls himself the architect. And he's in a room full of these little TVs on, on the walls. And each TV has Neo on it. Each one. Yeah? And there's Neo speaking. The guy says, Oh, Neo! Oh, Neo! Oh, yes! You're the seventh savior we've had in the programming. <laughs> it was an aberration the first time, and we've adapted quite well. <laughs> you can see Neo's terminal uniqueness. <laughs> what? Oh, yes! We've had seven saviors, Neo. <laughs> and we treated the six just like we're going to treat you. <laughs> it, was, it was like, that's how it feels, you know. I'm so special. This is the point. The head is not a good director of a life. In recovery, we say it's a failed system. Self-centeredness. It says in in page 67 or something, it says, why are you in so much fear today? And he says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? So if you put those two statements together, self-reliance is a failed system. That's producing tons of fear to the mind that's resting in it and relying on it. All right, let's take the word relying on it. What would be a high, high form of reliance I would think identification as? If I got to a point where I was relying so much on something that I became identified as it, that would be a fucking extreme reliance, yeah? So what does the mental parasite, what does selfing inform you all day? That what, about what you are. It informs you that you're a body. When it's thinking about you in the past, the future, now, it pictures you as a body. That's how your thought system views you. Because it wouldn't be able to remember you as a spirit. Okay? It can picture you as a body because you can picture a thing. You can't picture a no thing. Yeah? I can say a thing was at that corner on that street in that city. There's a thing among things I can compare. But no thing, where are you going to locate that? By thought. How are you going to remember the spirit that's never, ever left? Yeah. Why need would there to be remember something that's never gone anywhere? It's only you constantly remember something that was never there to begin with. That's how it appears to be here. It's by remembering. So the thought system pictures me as Paul, named it Paul, as a body. Three years ago, let's say an hour ago. All trips in time, you know. So an hour ago, we were at uh, the coffee shop. So I'm thinking about the coffee shop. What do I see in the coffee shop? Other bodies serving a, a significant body in my life, and then this body having this experience. All right. So now I'm thinking about me a couple of years from now. What's going to happen to me? I could be destitute. Fuck. I am destitute already. I just have a dawn on me. could be destitute for years. Fuck, I'll be in, oh, that'll be so terrible. But it's not so now, but it'll be really terrible in three years. You know? So, all right, how, who's going to be destitute? The spirit or the body? Who's going to be terminally ill, the spirit or the body? 
So my head thinks about me as a body in the future. We call it worrying, but it's a remembering. We're remembering me as a body now. That's what we're doing. That's what we're not doing it, the mental processes, yeah? The mental process pictures you as a body an hour ago, I mean, two minutes from now, ten minutes from now, ten years from now. Each time, the change of the time changes, but what it pictures you as doesn't change. Body, 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 body. Every worry is encapsulated as you as a body. All the remembering of you in the past is of a body. You don't see how strong this reinforcement is to an ignoring mind that it's going to assume that it's a body when the whole system it's listening to all day thinks of you as a body. And how do you how do you sit with yourself? You usually think about yourself, don't you? I'm going to just... I'm going to think about me. <laughs> Let's go home and think about me. Fuck. All right. Fuck, I'm thinking about me. I, I'm thinking about me as a spirit, but it's framed as a body. <laughs> it's in a body, or it's coming through a body. The body's like a thumbprint in all the pictures. You know, when you had a thing, like I used to take pictures, and for about three months, my thumb was already on part of the lens, so each picture had this little thumb in the corner. <laughs> it's sort of like the body. You can't, all right, I'm a spirit, but I'm holding, it's just like this, like a clone, yeah? So a clone has a programming of being a person. It has a history that it lived in Boston, it likes the Red Sox. It's all fucking made up, but it's a history. And it's made up not for five years ago, it's made up now. Because the clone's on now. But by having this story, it feels like it's a person. Yeah, that's the whole point. It has a feeling, a vague feeling, very strong that it's a person. Look, I have these pictures of me four years ago as a body. You know? And uh, all right, so let's say something happens. There's a huge realization that he's that it's he's not a person. He's a clone. All right. You would think that that would do. It. All right. The clone realizes it's a clone. Bingo. Yeah. Cloneness. You know. But no, the clone has a program that it's a person. When he hears the news, indisputable, that he's a clone, he hears it as a person. The programming overrides the revelation by claiming it. Yeah? The programming is so deep, the clone, no matter when it gets slapped in the freaking face, that it's a clone, it may understand it intellectually, but it's being held as a person. That's what's happening with us. We have a very, very stubborn programming that we're a body that's been reinforced tons of times, every single day, in time. When we hear the news, let's say that I'm a lion, and everyone likes that. Some people like that message. You're a lion, you know, especially if you feel like you've been a sheep in your life and you've been getting kicked around and used to sweaters and fucking herded around. You go buy this to do that. You're going to want maybe the qualities of a lion. So someone says, hey, bro, you're a lion. And you're like, yeah, I'm a lion, I'm a lion. But it hits the ear and the ear, the ear is formatted as a sheep ear. 
So it turns, as soon as Amalayan hits the sheep ear, it gets translated into sheepness, which is, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. So the whole message is questioning what's hearing it. See? It's not trying to find an authentic self, look at the false, the sense of falsehood of the self, and maybe you'll lose interest in what's facilitating that picture, and you'll find out what you truly are by realizing what you're not. Not by trying to realize what you are as what you're not, realizing what you're not as what you are. That works. And that's the message. So we're sitting here, I know exactly what's hearing this message, and it's not you. I know what's exactly feeling the message or sensing it, and that's more you. Yeah? So this isn't about getting it in an intellectual way. It's you've already been served the spiritual subpoena coming to this meeting. I have totally faith. I have total faith in what you are to be able to grok this meaning. Because that's what you are. If you could just be weaned off of the constant identification as what you're not, what would happen is, when the interest leaves what you're not, it's going to find out what you are. And you'll realize, I've been what I've always been looking for, but not as I was looking. Now suddenly, the horse is front of the cart, blue is blue, red is red, things become, maybe not things in the world, like, where the fuck are my keys? I can't, my, I swear to God, my clothes just seem to fucking migrate around my room. They were in the closet, <laughs> then they're on the floor, and it's just like they just grow, or go everywhere they like, you know? I have a very hard time organizing it, but I have no metaphysical questions whatsoever. I don't have any existential angst. None of that shit. Existential angst. None of it. None of it. I have no need, I have no interest in liberation because there's no need to be liberated. Just look at what thinks it's bound and realize you're not that. That's the liberation. It's the liberation from the need to be liberated. You're so here, you couldn't get more here. <laughs> I mean, there's not, you couldn't get more here. Well, I don't think so. I think I could. Exactly. I know what the thinking, I know what the thinking is going to present. I don't trust the thoughts, nor the thoughts about the thoughts. No, the thor, but no, the thoughts about the thoughts about the thoughts. I don't trust the thought system. It's a failed system. It pictures you as a body, and it gets goes to such an absurd length. You'll try to come become spiritual as a body. <laughs> You're going to try to grasp spirituality on a surface that can't receive no thingness. <laughs> if you're not a body, guess what you'll find out you are? Spirit. <laughs> what else can you be? 
Oh, but I seem to be like your body. Yeah, maybe for 80 years, but your, your spirit for fucking ever. <laughs> From the spirit's point of view, this hasn't even happened. <laughs> it's just a bubble on a bubble of, of, of a dream. Yeah. We're the only ones that are pouring meaning into every fucking little thing that happens to us. Not, on, not so much on other people. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what isn't it? It's like it's like trudging through a giant slab of meaning all day. You're so relevant. You know what I mean? Your opinion is so relevant, and how you feel. And, you know. Stop! Stop the presses. I feel a little uncomfortable. Fuck! Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I want you to follow me on Twitter. Oh, should I have a sesame butt bagel? <laughs> With some cream cheese and some nuts, maybe? Fuck! <laughs> Jesus Christ, there must be something better on TV than listening to your story. <laughs> Then we make deals with each other. I'll listen to your shit. You listen to my shit. And then we're full of shit. You know what I mean? All concerns about what's not happening. Oh, I sure hope that doesn't happen to you. Well, it hasn't. It's not. Let's move on. Let's just, can't we just sit in this? No, no. I hate those. Those pauses are really uncomfortable. Fucking silence. Jesus Christ. It's the mother and father of all. Every fucking note comes from silence. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. I need chatter constantly. <laughs> Put your foot down, you know, really. Put your foot down. Look. Just look. You're aware your mind has a capability of entertaining. Look what it's entertaining now. It's, it's limited by maybe a disability you and I may have. I had it, which is I can't entertain something I haven't heard of. I needed to have the possibility uh, presented to me, and it wasn't presented through a download. It was presented through a download, but to, to re I needed an affirmation from outside, which I got. I heard the message. As soon as I heard the message, then I could entertain it, yeah? So my head started to entertain. Before that, it couldn't entertain it because it hadn't heard it. And if it heard anything, it would entertain it as a self all the time. So when I entertained in selfing, when my mind entertained freedom, it was to become free as a self, which it's already failed. Yeah. So I... All right, what, can, what do I do next? Then I'll therapize me or self so that maybe the self will have, be able to have a three-month relationship or maybe won't flip out at the next picnic it gets invited to. Or some very low level of success. You know, like tight, you know, buying off this fucking monstrous parasite. Please, just let me have a little... Let me watch Die Hard 5, please. Look at all the value I've accrued. I've worked. I did all this stuff. That I, don't I deserve a little break? You don't add value to you. You don't add value to what you are. You are valuable just as what you are, as what you are at all times. The mental state is trying to acquire value to sort of 
embellish what you're not, to make it approvable by another mental state or your own mental state. Yeah? And how does that work? You're on fucking probation all the time. You jump through 50 hoops, five new hoops show up. Hey, I, that wasn't in the contract. <laughs> You're running. It's like slavery all day. I sat with someone today, and that's, they went over all the value they had accrued yesterday. That, and then they said, oh, I deserve to feel okay now. Fuck! The mental state playing God... Telling, you know, it's like, here's joy, like I, the spigot is controlled, you know. Did you do enough? Do you have enough? <laughs> Jesus, we're starving, we're dying of thirst, and we're, the, and we're the source of the water. Just listen to the message. If, you, if you've been coming, it's probably worked on you already. Because it has its... I have faith in it. Just let it in there. You can serve the spiritual subpoena. Let it in. It will do its thing. And if it doesn't, because it's not meant to happen now. The bridge to the thoughts, causing them to feel like they're mine... It's an imaginary bridge. The bridge to feelings, causing them to feel like they're yours, it's an imaginary bridge. You're the constant construction of it every day when you're based in ignorance. When you're ignoring what you are and identified as what you're not, you're claiming all this stuff that once you own it, it owns you. How many people are run by their thoughts now? They've claimed to be the thinker, and now the thoughts that they, they seem to be thinking own them. The feelings, these are my feelings, now the feelings seem to dominate you. Actions, my actions, now they're like giant fields of pride, guilt, and shame. Some good pride and stuff, and I did a good job, and about 80% of the crop is fucking guilt and shame for what you omitted or committed. Yeah? Even when you hear the message of recovery, and it says you were powerless over alcohol, so obviously, like if I'm dancing with a gorilla, I'm going to stop when it wants to stop. Yeah. So if I'm powerless over alcohol, I put alcohol or drugs in my system, I'm apt to do almost anything. Why the hell are you carrying so much guilt and shame about what you never fucking had anything to do with? Something took you over, a parasite called alcoholism, used you for transportation, and you pay all the fucking traffic tickets and the parking tickets. Fuck. When are you going to let yourself off? I mean, 20 years of sobriety? Still harvesting fucking guilt and shame for the things you did when you were loaded? You've omitted a very important step which has to be done 100% which is the powers and the unmanageability. You're not clear on that. Self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. Correct me if it's, I'm totally off, but I humbly believe I'm not. So This is right out of the big book of recovery. It says, 
itself, be convinced, to, means to believe with certainty, that self, a small s, the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a body, self, manifested in various ways. In other words, manifestations is something appears, yeah? From a source. So, money manifested out of the blue. I don't know how it happened, yeah? So, there's manifestations, but he's saying they're from this idea of self, yeah? And that these manifestations is how the mental state has defeated you. Through self, by its manifestations. If you're convinced of that... We will now look at some of its, meaning self's, common manifestations in one's life. So we're not going to go over the huge list. We're going to go over three, because they seem to be the most dangerous at this time. Resentment, yeah, fear, and harming other people in the pursuit of what you want. Okay, just three. There's self-pity, there's tons of others, but we'll just go three, because this is just an introductory inventory. You're going to get a view of what's defeated you. Yes? So that you'll be motivated to rely on what we call the higher power to sort of navigate your life, because you're super clear that what you've been relying on is unreliable by looking at how it's defeated you. So what gives it the permission to defeat you so thoroughly in all the topics of your life? Because every time it, it enters those topics, you call it you. It's through identification as the parasite that self has the ability to defeat you with all of its manifestations. Because when it manifests through the host, the host claims their manifestations as its own. These are my resentments. These are my fears. These are my harming people. How can you possibly have radical freedom when you're pledging allegiance to the problem? How? See them as resentments. See them as fears. See them as harm done to others. But why do you see them as yours? through the mask or through the distortion of identifying with the parasite. The host has forgotten its hostness, and now it's claiming itself to be the parasite. So now self has a huge arena, a huge playing field, our whole life to play in. And it's manifesting, its manifestations are scattered through all of our most important topics, relationships, and that money, and <coughs> time, the selfing is shot over all the whole lawn. Every fucking place. And we bitch about it, but we don't get rid of the dog. Use the dog, and the good news is, you're not. But you is, when you're identified, and therefore, because it's identification, you're not. That's the solution. entertaining it. See what happens. I've seen what happens in my own humble life, and I've traveled lighter over a lot of different geographies that life can offer the last, I don't know, 16 years, and the consistency of the traveling lighter is indisputable. It's just, I know 
It's like Jesus says, you'll know the tree by its fruits. A good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit. You'll know the tree by its fruits. I've seen the effects of what I've been entertaining, and the news is in, they're good. They work, yes. You won't be special. You won't know. Maybe no one even sees it. You don't. It doesn't matter to you. All that stuff is like shapes off in time. You become more economized and more pared down, not more embellished and more filled with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is. I don't know. I like it being put this way. That's why my mind's come up with it. I like it to be brought, broken down so you can see. Because people say things like obsession with self. What is obsession with self, though? Everyone can say it, but when you ask them, they don't, I don't know, you know, they're like, oh, it's obsession with self. But what is obsession with self? You know? Obsession with self, to me, is a devotion to the thought system. You're listening to the thoughts that are always going to be about you as a body. What's the whole, the the self is totally, its flagpole is the body. That's where it gets its relevance from. That's where it can, that's where it can preach its idea of separation. Because my body looks different than your body. That's what, that's what allows it to preach and pontificate that these are my thoughts, these are special. No one has these thoughts, no one has these feelings, no one has the, done the heinous things I've done. And you buy it because you think you're so unique. Because you look at the body and it looks different than this body. That's all it is. Constantly reinforced. All day. Every day. So a thought's held as a thought. I'm telling you, the influence it has is coming from us believing them. Not from the thought itself. The thought is like an empty truck pickup. It's what you put in it. That's what's going to get delivered. Yeah? It's a vehicle, but it's not what's... It's just a facilitator. The mental state projects meaning into it, injects it with meaning, and then the meaning is delivered to the mental state as a body. And it's like, oh, who wanted this? Fuck! They're imposing their will on me once again. I'm a victim! Oh! It gets some freaking story to rationalize something that's totally intolerable. Make excuses. Blame. Oh, I've given up feeling good. I just want to look good. Boy, we should look good. That's what my mom used to say. Oh, you look all right. Far out. That's all, she <laughs> That's all the investigation my mother said. Oh, you're shaving and you look. You got a haircut. All right. That's all, Paul. Mom, I want to talk to you. No, no, you're fine. Oh, you look good. Got a haircut. That's all. I don't, I don't care how you feel, Paul. You scared the fuck out of me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go. <laughs> Seriously. All right, I feel good. I mean, I look good. (laughs) How are you, Paul? Well, this is what I'm doing. No, I didn't say I see that, Paul. How are you? Well, this is what I have. No, I didn't ask you that either, Paul. How how are you? I don't really know. (laughs) Exactly. Something informs you how you are, how you were, and how you're going to be all fucking day. 
Imagine you had that in your head all day. You would, you would drink, too. Oh, you would. You think it's music because it sounds like you, but it's just as insane as that. It's like you're talking in tongues all the time. I mean, my, I mean, my, I mean, my, I mean, my, let me try it a new way. My B.I., my B.I., my Oh, yeah, it's so different. I mean, my, 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 Let's do it. There is a solution, you know. There is, there is a solution. That's the good news. And the real good news is the solution will inform you about a quality of the problem. And that quality, it's imaginary. Literally. The only way it can seem to be real is if you believe it. You're the only reality there is here. All roads lead to you. You are giving everything all the meaning it has. Everything isn't giving you a meaning. And you are giving everything all the meaning it has. It does not say everything is giving you a meaning. Everything else, everything proceeds from here. Yes. Mind, big M, mind, and mind alone is dreaming. We forget that we're the dreaming by being identified as the dreamt, the body. And in that condition, the mind, through this identification as body, gives meaning to things, and those things can now affect us as a thing. That's what's happening. It's good to find out what's going on. And you're at the root of it all. Not as something to be beaten up as a bad person, but as a, an ability to respond to that. You are the reality. That joy you thought you got it from the ocean, you brought it in with you. The, the love you thought you got out of the relationship, it was yours also. Yes. The beauty you see isn't out there. You're the beauty. Projecting beauty onto things. See it. See, some, I remember people who could write these incredible descriptions of depression with such clarity because the mind never got depressed. There was depression, but the mind was seeing it very, very clearly. What's happening in the mind doesn't affect the mind. The big M mind. The mind is like sky, allowing everything to happen in it but whatever happens in it doesn't affect it one bit. That's the quality we all have. Everything that will happen here is like a henna tattoo. It will all get washed off, inevitably. Because it's not real. The only reality is what's seeing everything. 
Nothing that's seen is real. The only reality is what's seeing everything. So, that's it. Any questions? No, of course not. How could you have a question after that? Except, how much can I give you, Paul? You know, maybe that. (laughs) 